You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 130. Hello, Yummy Mummies. Welcome to the pod. All right, let's dive right in. I just got back from the YMX IRL retreat, and it is giving me so much life. (laughs) All the retreaters were like, well, at our closing circle, they were like, well, what's your takeaway? Like, what are you going home with? Like, they wanted me to answer all the questions. And I'm like, you know what? My main takeaway is that I love you guys so much. And this is a literal calling for me. Like, this is something I have to do. As you guys probably know from listening to the pod, I have led dozens of retreats over the years. And then when COVID hit, I pulled back. And now we're going all in again, you guys. So stay tuned. If you want to come on a retreat with me, we're doing them. So stay tuned, stay tuned, stay to the tune tune. (laughs) But I thought it would be kind of fun to share a testimonial from the retreat rather than the Yummy Mummy experience. You guys know that the Yummy Mummy experience is the end all be all by now. I have like literally dozens of pages on my testimonial Google Doc. Like, I don't even know what it is, like 70 or 90 or I don't even know what it is. But oh, yeah, lots of pages. So let's hear a testimonial from the retreat. Okay, so Liz says, I mean, okay, I love Liz. (laughs) I mean, I love all the retreat goers. That's what was such a highlight is that there was just so much fun and connection. And we can do a lot of it, you guys, over Zoom. We really can. This is not to shit talk Zoom. But that human connection, it's like, it's no wonder it's a basic need. And in order to free the moms, I think we do need to schedule weekends like this for ourselves. So Liz says, I mean, golly, it was everything and more I can want in a retreat. Laura's coaching was so on point. She never was like, that's a big problem. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) And I love the yoga, hikes, massages, and tarot readings. Such a rich itinerary of pleasure and learning. I want to learn everything from Laura because she makes it make sense. She goes on to say, I would highly recommend any of Laura's retreats or her work. You learn and change so much without much effort. And I, without totally tooting my own horn, I mean, I agree with you, Liz. I do think that we make it fun. And I think like, why not? Like if we're going to grow and evolve and be better humans and live our best lives. Like, why not have fun on the journey? Like, it's just like kind of a no-brainer to me. All right, you guys, before we dive into this episode, so this episode is all going to be about diet brain and diet mentality and what that is and how to identify whether or not you have one, which we all do. But before I dive into that, I do want to let you guys know that you should stay tuned because May 17th to I believe June 13th, we're going to be doing four weeks to 40. So I am turning 40 in June and we are going to have a big fucking party. Yeah, we fucking are. We are. I'm like, so I like so into this birthday, like we are going to celebrate. So I am calling it four weeks to 40. I'm saying I'm calling it. Well, you get it now. I'm calling it four weeks to 40. (laughs) But the subtext is join Lara Conley, the yummy mummy, and let's get fit, fabulous, and fucking hot in four weeks. So this is me going to be getting 
my fittest ever, my most fabulous ever, my my most fucking hotness. Is this like a record for how many F words I've said in such a short period of time? It probably is. In four weeks. Now, this is not, and this is totally related to this episode because it's not coming from diet brain. It's coming from my yummy mummy mind, my higher self, my future self. And it's just a fun challenge. It's not a hustly challenge. It's not a like, I got to earn my worth. I got to be like super skinny for Italy. No, it's like, how can I go into year 40 feeling so healthy, light, alive, vibrant, radiant? Like, let's stack the deck. Let's get all the good sleep. Let's get all the steps. Let's not try to drink so much freaking wine, Laura Conley over here. (laughs) So it's going to be a whole behind the scenes experience. So if you want to come on that journey, you're going to be learning a lot about how to implement what I implement into your life. If you want to be fab, fit, and fucking hot. You'll learn it every single day for four weeks. We are going to journey together. So stay tuned for how to sign up for that. But it's going to be super, super duper, duper, super duper fun. And you will have real actionable things that you can do to follow along with me. Okay. So what is a diet brain in the first place? What is diet mentality in the first place? I think it's so helpful to define like what the diet brain is and what the yummy mummy mind is or your healthy brain or your healthy mind or your higher self, whatever you want to call that that part. I think it's just really helpful to define it so that we're more clear so that we can catch ourselves if we're operating from a place, from a diet brain, that we don't want to be operating from. We want to be as much as possible operating from our yummy mummy mind, our higher brain, our higher self, our future selves. Okay, so the reason we do, this is why it's so important, y'all. You guys, I'm so into saying y'all. I'm just like the next Southern Belle. (laughs) Now I'm just laughing because of how many F-bombs I just dropped. But y'all, the reason we do or don't do anything, the reason we weigh what we want or we don't weigh what we want is because of our brain. Our brain precedes behavior. So the reason you do something or you don't do something is because of your brain, is because of are you operating from your diet brain or your yummy mummy mind? Which one are you operating from? If you don't weigh what you want, it's you're not bad or wrong. It's just because your diet brain is running the freaking show over there. Ugh. So we have to be in charge. We have to be in charge. The yummy mummy mind, I would say, is one and the same as, as us. It's our true self. It's our real self, right? So we want our yummy mummy minds to be in charge, not our diet brains, because when our yummy mommy minds are in charge, then we weigh what we want. Okay, so I'm gonna go through this podcast and I'm gonna help you to identify what's what. Because if you're like, oh, that was my diet brain rearing its head, not my yummy mummy mind, I don't wanna take action from that brain. I do wanna take action from this brain because I know if I operate from my diet brain, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna continue to be on the yo-yo, to be on a diet, either on again, off again, on again, off again, right? And then when you're in the yummy mummy mind, you just solve it for once and for all, right? And you just, you feel free. Okay, so let's talk about what is a diet brain? 
What is diet mentality? I think like, like this is my, I didn't even Google this. Ooh, I should have Googled it. No, I shouldn't have because you want to know why my brain is a genius and you want to know what your brain is a genius too. You will believe what you will come up with when you ask yourself the questions that you want to ask Google or you want to ask your mom or you want to ask your bestie or you want to ask your boss. Guess what, people? You've got the answers. Especially if you're like an expert in weight loss, you have the answers as to what a diet brain is. Hello, Laura. Hello, you-hoo. Hi, it's me. Okay, so my expert, <laughs> my expert definition is anything that, like your diet brain is anything that keeps you from you weighing what you want to weigh, from you being free from food, from you feeling at home in your body. Honestly, I think it's like any part of your brain that's not rooted in deep, true, unconditional love for you and your future self. I think your diet brain blocks you ultimately from your best freaking life. So this is, I'm going to go through like specifics too. So you could be like, oh yeah, that totally is my diet brain. I totally do have one of those. And so if you can identify it now, guess what you do? You dress up your diet brain in a clown wig and alarm bell so that when it says what I'm about to say, you're like, oh yeah, I know you. You're familiar. If I follow your advice, I'm not going to weigh what I want to weigh. I'm just going to keep being on crazy diets. So any part of your brain that is trying, this is huge, you guys, any part of your brain that is trying to earn, to get you to earn your worthiness by weighing a certain amount and thus by eating in a certain way, most likely an over-restrictive way, right? Like, does your brain do this? Like, well, I better weigh X, Y, Z for my sailing trip coming up so that people will think I'm good enough in my bikini or, (laughs) and I'm not saying you can't have a goal for your sailing trip. You know who I'm looking at right now? Who's going on a sailing trip? Who's going? (laughs) So seriously, you guys, look at your brain. Does your brain do this? Like, okay, I have to weigh a certain amount so that I can earn my worthiness so that I'm good enough. So I can't go to this party or this event unless I weigh a certain amount because I'm not good enough unless I weigh that amount. Like I used to do this with, like I was a pharmaceutical salesperson. I was like, well, I have to be under 120, really like under 118 or like it's just not gonna make me a good salesperson. What? Like even saying that out loud is so embarrassing. It's so not true, but it's not my fault. This is the conditioning I got. In the pharmaceutical world, you will get that conditioning too if you work there. It's super sick. But I did inherit that conditioning, that way of thinking. And then I busted my ass to try to be quote unquote skinny, but not from a clean place, from a diet brain, from of like, oh, I could earn my worth as a salesperson if I weigh this amount. I then transferred it. What's so interesting is like I transferred it into my yoga teaching career. I was like, oh, well, yoga teachers are skinny. Yoga teachers are rails. Like, If you want to be the top yoga teacher in LA, you have to be a skinny, skin and bones rail, duh. Like, and so then I rode that roller coaster for forever, right? Think about anything, attracting a husband, attracting a partner, attracting a mate. Oh, I got to get down so that I'm good enough so that someone will love me, right? So what is, how does your brain do this? 
Like in what specific ways? Is it for trips? Is it for jobs? Is it for, uh, I mean, you name it. It's endless, right? Diet mentality is you have to be skinny to be worthy. And any measure should be taken to get there. It's very fear-based. Our our diet brains are trying to scare us into starve, like to starve ourselves, right? They're trying to scare us. Like you're literally, it's basically like you're going to die if you don't get skinny or you don't lose weight because so-and-so is going to think this or you're not going to be good at your job, right? You have to be skinny to earn fill in the blank. You have to be skinny to be worthy of fill in the blank. You have to be skinny to be blank enough. It's so fascinating. Where do you see yourself in this? I want you to ask yourself that. So your diet brain may rear its head when you weigh yourself or when you're getting dressed. And you guys, this is actually a really good thing because then you can look at your diet brain and think, huh, huh, do I want to be thinking and believing this about myself? <laughs> do I want to be thinking, uh, what's wrong with me? Get it together. My God, you suck. I wish I could just wear this. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, just do better today. Oh my God, you guys. So you actually do want to see those thoughts because have you heard of Marie Kondo? You have heard of her. You have heard of her. I should do a whole episode on that. You actually want to see your thoughts. Think about if you were to Marie Kondo your closet. If you were to Marie Kondo your closet, you would literally pull out every item. This is what she recommends. And you put all those items on the floor. And then you pick up each item and you're like, is this useful? Is this helpful? She says, does it spark joy? I don't think you have to have every thought about yourself and your body and your weight spark joy, but can we at least get you to neutral? So pick. it's like picking up every thought, but we can't see the thoughts if they're in the back of the closet. So that's why I actually do recommend that you weigh yourself because when you weigh yourself, all those thoughts are like poor, they're like the clothes being poured onto the floor. You didn't know you, you didn't know you kept that sorority t-shirt from freaking 1999. What's even happening? Yeah, it was back. It was back there. It was taking up space. It was collecting dust. We've got to get the thoughts out on the floor, out on paper, and then we've got to hold them up. So I actually don't think that this is a bad thing, but I do think it's not such a great thing if it just keeps perpetuating itself and it keeps going and going and going. So can you actually make it productive? Weigh yourself and then write down all the bullshit you just told yourself. Your diet brain told you, really, not you told you. Your diet brain told you. And then from there, can you counter each of those thoughts? Can you replace some of those thoughts? And I'm not saying that you do necessarily a 180, like, oh my God, I'm so disgusting to like, I'm the most beautiful supermodel in the whole world. But what about like, you know what? This is just a data point. You know what? I'm on a journey. You know what? This is this is literally just my skeleton and my fat and my muscle and my organs and their gravitational pull. It's just like not that big of a deal. It really isn't. But when we connect our worth to it, it's such a big deal. But you guys, your worth is infinite. Okay. So let's go into some more layers of your potential diet brain. Any part 
of your brain that is not you, that's not your authentic self, right? Anything that suggests that you should eat when you're not hungry. Yes. And this could be, this is a little bit of like a tangent. Like I'm giving diet brain a big, huge pile (laughs) of identities and ways that you could be like, oh yeah, that's not going to serve me, right? So really this is about which brain, which you do you want to operate from? Your diet brain, diet mentality, or your yummy mummy mind, your future self mentality, your higher self mentality, right? Which you, there's only two. Let's just, for ease purposes, for identification purposes, for clarity purposes, we're just making two categories, okay? So your diet brain will suggest things that you should eat when you're not hungry, maybe so that you can soothe yourself because your kids were freaking animals this morning. And you know what? Just a little scoop of the cinnamon peanut butter will make you feel better. <laughs> right? If your di- if your brain is suggesting that, that's your diet brain. That's not your higher self brain. That's not your yummy mummy mind. Maybe it suggests to eat so that you can relax. Maybe it suggests to eat because you deserve it. What does that even mean? Deserve it. Yeah, like, okay, fine, you deserve it. But like, do you deserve it? Like, do you deserve extra weight on your body and the effects of that? Like, it's such a funny thing that our brains or diet brains come up with. Oh, you deserve it. When your brain suggests you should eat because you're bored, that's your diet brain. I know, we'll just get a little pick. That'll make us feel better. That'll give us the pick-me-up for the afternoon that we need. Maybe your diet brain suggests you should eat because it'll be fun. All your diet brain. This is all your diet brain. Your diet brain will suggest that you abandon yourself and your desires and your needs to please other people. So your diet brain will suggest that you eat for reasons other than physical hunger, like pleasing other people, like pleasing your mother-in-law, because she brought you the special apple pie that you like with the gluten-free crust. So of course you have to eat it because you don't want her to be like mad at you. That's your diet brain. What about when your brain's like, I don't want them to judge me. What are they going to think if I'm not eating breakfast? Oh my God, they're going to think I'm such a weirdo. I don't want to be rude. That's your diet brain. Your diet brain, again, you guys, is not wrong or bad. This is just the way that your brain has been wired and conditioned. And we can gently switch over to a yummy mummy mind. So let's get a few more in the bucket of diet brain. Your diet brain will suggest that you should over restrict, especially if you've overeaten, quote unquote, overeaten. And you might have genuinely overeaten, right? You might not have. But your brain will be like, oh, I know. Oh, we had a crazy weekend. That was balls out. We ate like four pizzas, six bottles of wine, seven cartons of ice cream. You know what we're going to do now? A juice cleanse for a month. (laughs) Really? Juice cleanse for a month? Oh, yeah. How does that go? How does that end? Diet brain. Diet brain. Tell me the ending to that story. You guys know the ending to the story, right? When you over-restrict what happens when you over restrict what happens 
You create an over-desire for food that you literally, as a human, can't handle. So then what do you do? You overeat. And then you overeat. And then you're like, oh, shit, I overate. So then you over-restrict. And then you create an over-desire. And then what happens next? Can't handle the desire, so you overeat. So do you guys see the cycle? Overeat, over-restrict, over-desire. Overeat, over-restrict, over-desire. Should I say it one more time? Okay, I will. Overeat, over-restrict, over-freaking-desire. You can't win when you're stuck in that cycle and your diet brain will keep you stuck in that cycle for freaking ever because it knows if it gets you to go in that cycle, then it's going to get a lot of dopamine hits. That's what your brain loves. Woo, I'm getting wound up over here about diet brains, diet mentality, because you guys, we got to crush this shit. All right, no more of this. I don't want any of our kids having these brains, walking around with these diet brains. <laughs> oh, okay. When you eat because you've been so good, this is called moral licensing. Do you guys do this? Oh, I've been so good all week. I'm just going to have a little extra ice cream. Yeah, when you eat because you've been so good. The brain is so black and white. It's like it loves to be polarizing. So your diet brain will rear its head and you will be able to see this when it wants to compare you to other people. Compare and despair. It's not fair. Why? How come she gets to weigh what she wants to weigh and eat croissants? So unfair. That's your diet brain. It's just your diet brain. It's just, it doesn't help you, right? It just causes more. It's like just adding more insult to the initial injury. Okay. Your diet brain will abdicate responsibility. And what? Okay, you guys. So hear me loud and clear. It's not your fault. It's really not your fault. It's not your fault that you don't weigh what you want to weigh. It is our culture's fault, is the air we are breathing. But guess what? Now that we are aware of it, we get to take responsibility and change it. But your diet brain would rather just abdicate the responsibility because that's like so much easier. So your diet brain will be like, mm, no, this isn't our fault. Like we don't have any choice in the matter. Like it's kind of victimy. I would say our diet brains can be really like victimy, like it, like our, like the world's happening to us, like our weight is happening to us, like we don't have any onus over it. And you do, we all do. It's so 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 interesting to to look at that because if it's not our responsibility, then we can't respond. We don't have the ability to respond if it's not our responsibility, and then we're stuck for life. So you choose. It's not your fault, remember. But what if it was our responsibility? Yeah, so our diet brains love to be like, nope, it's happening to us. It's, it's nope. Oh, does your diet brain do this? My diet brain used to do this all the time. Mm, your diet brain loves to focus on how many times you have tried and quote unquote failed. I want to offer that you haven't failed because it's gotten you this far. It's gotten you to this podcast. And at this point, you're just... 1% of the 99% away, you already did the 99%. Now you're so freaking close. Keep listening to this podcast. Come join me in the Yummy Mommy experience. You're going to lose weight for the last time, right? But your diet brain really loves to focus on how many times you've quote unquote failed. 
And then even worse, your diet brain likes to make this mean something about you and your character and your worth. Your your diet brain's like, yeah, you're, I mean, how many mistakes have you made? Like how many times have you failed? Like obviously you're a failure. If you failed this many times, obviously the interpretation is that you are a failure. Such BS. Oh my God. I'm getting fired up at the diet brain right now. What about the diet brain that's just, your diet brain is just very reactive and very, can be really, really mean, right? It could be kind of belittling and kind of tonal and punishing in nature. It will berate you endlessly, especially after one of those weekends or especially after like a snack attack at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday after your kids were being freaking animals again. I'm literally, you guys, my three-year-old, I he's an animal. He's an actual, he's an actual animal. It's really, it's actually so fascinating to watch. He's so fucking cute. Thank God. I'm so glad that I did all this work before my animal baby came because I'm, I don't know how much I would weigh if I hadn't solved this before. Because let me tell you, that child is, that child is a human child. Sometimes he seems like an animal. I love him so freaking dearly, though. He's just, oh, he's just, mm. I love my daughter. Oh, I love my kids. Okay. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo today. I'm so weird. Does your diet brain sometimes even sound like a parent that maybe didn't treat you so well? Or a teacher from your childhood or a coach from your childhood? Mm, sometimes our diet brains have like voices or tones. I think diet brains are really dramatic and like kind of panicked. You know, like, oh my God, we got to solve this yesterday. And if we don't solve it, then we're literally going to die. Oh my gosh. Okay. So did this give you kind of a good clue into who your diet brain is? Now, a couple suggestions. You have to pinky promise me that you're not going to be mad at her when she rears her head. Even when you do this work for a long time, we're going to try to put her to bed. We're going to try to kind of kill her off, <laughs> so to speak, but she's going to come back from the dead. She's going to rear her head. She's going to be like, hey, you remember me? Ah, we like cookies and then we like to eat, drink green juice and then we like to beat the shit out of you for eating cookies. And then when you get dressed and your spandex are too tight, we are going to definitely harass you. And then if you step on the scale, don't step on the scale because oof, that's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> your diet brain is going to come back. The work that we do together inside the Yummy Mummy experience makes her get very, very quiet. And she shows up way less often. But I actually want to prepare us for like, what if she was just around? You know, what if she wasn't a big deal? So that's my point here is that like when she does rear her head and she will, can you greet her with humor instead of anger? We love to like be so annoyed at our diet brains or our lower brains or the part of us that we're not super proud of, right? But can we meet her with love? Can we greet her? Can we be like, oh yeah, duh, of course you're here. So and like I like to be even a little bit more like, cheeky and be like, oh, you're cute. You came back. I love you. What do you have to say? I like to like, I like to love my diet brain because I can love her because 
she doesn't mean anything about me and my worth. So I can love her. I don't have to be mad at her. So see if you can try that on for size. Okay, that'll be your takeaway. Can you love your diet brain when she rears her head? Okay, let's talk a little bit about yummy mummy mind, yummy mummy mentality, yummy mummy mindset, whatever you want to call this, right? Yummy mummy mind, yummy mummy mindset. So what does this look like? I've alluded to it already several times. It's your highest and best and future self, okay? Your highest and best and future self, your yummy mummy mind is allowed to set a weight loss goal. But can it be from a clean place, not a place of having to earn worth? Can it be because like, oh yeah, I just want to be healthy. I want to feel really at home in my body. I want to feel light and vibrant. I want to treat myself with love (laughs) in the way that I talk to myself, in the way that I feed myself, in the way that I move myself, right? Oh, it's so good. So yeah, you can set a goal and go for it from your yummy mummy mind. We're just, I just feel like we're at such a funny juxtaposition because we're supposed to be like, like culture, right? Culture is like, you're supposed to look like this. And then on the other hand, we're supposed to like, I mean, this is the conditioning I got. I don't know what conditioning you got. You guys tell me. But I got conditioning growing up in the 90s and the 2000s that skinny equaled good or slim equaled good or fit equaled good or worthy or enough, right? So I got that messaging and then I got the messaging that I'm supposed to also be able to like eat like a normal human being. What the fuck does that mean? Eat like a normal human being? That just means like you're supposed to be able to like eat all these dinners out and you're supposed to be able to eat like your mother-in-law's apple pie and seconds are totally normal. Like it's just such a crazy juxtaposition. And then if we do eat like a quote unquote normal human being, which like think about that. We get shame if we don't eat like a normal human being, but like a normal human being in America is very, 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 very sick. And again, if you feel sick, if you feel like maybe you have a disease, you're not wrong or bad. This is our culture. But I'm here to help you freaking smash that shit. But I want to offer that like we don't, number one, we don't want to be skinny. We want to be healthy. We want to be vibrant. We want to feel at home in our bodies. We want to feel good in our bodies, right? Not because we want to be skinny and we want to wear a size blah, 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 but because we want to feel at home because we want to feel, oh, I just come back to light and alive. Oh, that's how I want to feel. Fuck skinny. I want to feel light and alive, right? And then I'm supposed to eat like a normal person, but a normal person, honestly, you guys, in the United States, normal equals obese. So how am I supposed to reconcile that? It's so hard. Now I'm getting on a whole nother (laughs) tangent. But this is where I want you guys to give your, like kind of let yourself off the hook. Like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. It's not my fault. Can I take responsibility and move forward and have choice now? Yes, but it's not my fault. This is so complicated. And then we eat like a normal human being and have like these giant plates, like the French and the Italian, like think we're hilarious with our portion sizes. Like what we eat in a dinner is what they eat over a week. It's crazy. And then, okay, I keep saying this, but like, I can't get to my point because I keep interrupting myself because I'm just so freaking impassioned about this. (laughs) So we're supposed to be like normal human beings. And then we eat like a American normal person. And then we gain a lot of weight. And then we're supposed to love our bodies. 
but we don't feel good in our bodies. And then the, like the body positivity movement is like, you're supposed to love this. And I'm like, but I don't feel good in this. That feels inauthentic to me. Oh, do you see the juxtaposition? It's like four juxtapositions. <laughs> okay. We can want to be healthy and fit and fabulous and fucking hot and it not be wrong. It be a way to be healthy and vital and radiant. Okay. So body positivity really has made some of us. I actually think this is my interpretation. I don't think I'm not like shaming the body positivity movement. I actually think that there's, they have a lot of amazing positive things to offer. I'm really not. I'm just saying for me, I felt wrong for wanting to change and wanting to evolve. I I felt wrong. And I just want to offer that maybe that's not true. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about your yummy mummy mind and how it speaks to you and how it operates. Because when you listen to your yummy mummy mind, you get to live your best life. You get to have both, right? You get to live in the body that you want and be healthy and love your body. You get to have it all. So your yummy mummy mind will direct you to eat food for fuel. And this might take a little while. You guys don't feel like you have to do this perfect right off the bat. No, that's crazy. That's so crazy. No, this is a practice. I think that's what I got to do an episode Hmm. on next week. This is a practice, people. All right. Now, your yummy mummy mind is very calm, cool, collected. If you make a mistake and you don't eat in a way that honors your future self, Your yummy mummy mind is actually able to look at your mistake with love, with major unconditional love, and as an opportunity to learn. Your diet brain's not able to do that. Your diet brain's only able to punish you, shut that shit down, and get on a green juice cleanse or like Prolon or like ideal protein or some bullshit. No, it's not the solution. The solution is to use your yummy mummy mind to look like, Hey, what happened there? I love you. It's okay. We're learning this skill. We're going to make mistakes. Why am I talking like this now? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, can you guys tell? It's like Friday afternoon over here. OMG. Okay. Your yummy mummy mind takes responsibility, right? It's like, it's not our fault. We talked about this earlier. It's not our fault, but now that we're aware of it, we can respond appropriately. We have the ability to respond. We can take action to move forward. Guess what your yummy mummy mind is ballsy enough to believe. This is super fun. Your yummy mummy mind is ballsy enough to believe that you actually have the ability to lose weight for the last time. It holds that belief for you. It's like, you know what? We can do that. Whereas your diet brain's like, no, we can't. Look at how many times we failed. Let's just keep this yo-yo going. Your yummy mommy mind is not in a rush. She's not in a rush. She knows that the fastest way to lose weight for the last time is to let it be slow. But I want you to know that if you guys use and apply the yummy mommy methodology, you're going to get the relief that sometimes you can get from a diet a couple days in, but the relief is permanent and you get it with just a couple days in. So I don't want you to think that like it being slow doesn't give you relief and satisfaction and pride. And it's not even slow. That's totally subjective. It's just that we've been taught. <clears throat> I forgot to say that one. Ha! 
diet brain, this is a huge one with diet brain. Diet brain thinks that you should be able to lose the 20 pounds, the 40 pounds, the 100 pounds yesterday or in some ridiculous time frame, 30 days, 21 days, six months, whatever some ridiculous time frame is. No, when we're doing it for the last time, let's just like let it take the time that it takes. It's not even slow, honestly. All right. Ah, yes, your yummy mummy mind is not in a rush. I didn't get to the footnote part of this because you want to know why it's not in a rush? Because it knows that you are, that we are worthy, that your worthiness, that your good enoughness is not up for debate. It's infinite. It just is. You were born and so you are, right? When do we get unworthy? When do we have to start earning our worth? Seven, eight, nine years old? Babies come out perfect, complete. Oh my God, think of a baby. You're a baby. You are a baby. I love you. Love yourself like a little baby. That baby is so worthy of all the love and affection and attention and good shit in the world. And so are you. Don't make me cry. I was actually listening to Catherine Zenkina. That's a manifest manifestation babe chick. And she's talking about in some of the lineages that she studies from that they don't even talk about worthiness. It's not a thing. It's not like up for debate because <laughs> it just is. So cool. So that's one reason why your yummy mummy mind is not in a rush because you're already perfectly imperfect. You already are. Your yummy mummy mind knows you are safe. You are safe. You are safe. Your yummy mummy mind knows that you don't have to hustle to like be a better yoga teacher or be a better wife or get a husband, right? Your yummy mummy mind understands you and your path and is willing to understand and look at it from a loving perspective and angle. Your yummy mummy mind really, honestly, you guys can enjoy the journey. That's so cool. Your yummy mummy mind, going back to responsibility a little bit, knows why you weigh what you weigh and that it's not your fault. Oh, yeah. It was taught that food solves stress. Okay. I'm learning something new now. Well, now I can make a change slowly but surely. Your yummy mummy mind is based in pure, unconditional, bright, sparkly white love. Oh, so freaking good. Okay, you guys. So here's what I want to leave you with. I want you to try loving your diet brain when it rears your head. And I want you to try or start, let's just decide, start living from your yummy mummy mind and a fun little tidbit and reach out to me and tell me if you did this. Can you name your diet brain? That could be really helpful. If you name your diet brain, it's easier to identify her when she rears her head. You're like, oh, Marlene is here. Sup, Marlene? Fist bump. Knew you'd come back, girl. How have you been? She's like, let's do green juice cleanse. You're like, Marlene. No. It's cute. It's a no. <laughs> so maybe name her. I don't really love the name Marlene. But she should have kind of a, oof. Yeah, let me know what you guys come up with, okay? All right, that is our episode for today. Stay tuned for four weeks to 40. Join me, Laura Conley, the yummy mummy, and let's get fit, fab, and fucking hot in four weeks. Booyah. In the meantime, though, if you're not on the wait list for the yummy mummy experience, 
six months to losing weight for the last time, what are you doing? Go to lauraconley.com, click work with me, and you will be the first to know when applications open in July, and you will receive a special bonus that only the waitlist gets. I love you. Have the best week ever. Ciao, ciao.